AKA Patters, Peter A. DeLuca here. Thank you for joining me. Look, we talk a lot on this podcast about being affected by, you know, the, like everything we consume. Movies, television, novels, comic books, candy, all the good stuff. I like had this amazing revelation with Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. This movie came out the same year as the Wonder Woman blockbuster, 2017. And it wasn't on my radar until I was doing this deep dive on Wonder Woman, really trying to make more sense out of Wonder Woman 1984. This movie, I, I watched it three times back to back to back. And I couldn't, like, I just wanted to watch the movie. I didn't want to do a lot of research. I'm, I want to bring it to you, and I want to talk to you about it. So let's get through that intro and rock and roll. Thank you for joining me. And TGIF, everyone. I, I know that, and, and I know that's a little bit of a longer intro, but this movie really shook me up. And it shook me up in a way that I just wasn't expecting. I don't I want to talk about the movie. I don't even want to sell you anything. But if you do want to support me, Uzi Susie's available right now on Etsy, and we have Trial by Fire on Indiegogo. Those are the two best ways you can purchase some comics and really uh, put the money towards a good place and keep me going. So here's here's the big revelation. Just like growing up being a lifelong, you know, like comic book fanboy, comic book fanatic, comic book nerd, like all these things, right? All, all, all this, uh, these amazing supportives that they describe the, uh, the world of geek with, uh, okay? Because geek is never chic, okay? Nerds are nerds and, and dorks are still dorks. And, and guess what? They never became cool. Because Mark Zuckerberg, is, there's nothing cool at all about Mark Zuckerberg. There's hardly anything cool about Elon Musk. It, it doesn't matter what anyone says. I mean, like, these people are nerds, okay? It's, let them be nerds. But no, no. So, growing up, it was always, like, your top two, uh, you know, like, and, and you, we can say three. Like, your top three, like, flat-out creations that appealed to everyone was, it was Superman, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Batman, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Those were, that was like your trinity of like perfection. These three characters could appeal to like the high and the low, the inside, the outside, the purple or the green. Like, you know, like they had a reach because there was these uh, elements a part of each character, uh, you know, all being orphans essentially too. You know, um, and you're like, this is like, perfection these uh, you know like they the lightning got like hit it right inside that bottle so yeah the entire life like i would say like you know like this thought um you know was backed up it was backed up a lot uh box office success t success in video games television comic book success action figure success it was continuously backed up with Superman, like Man of Steel, being like the one that was pretty much left behind. But at one time, like Superman's impact was beyond measure, and you know you could have even like a few decades of little Superman or like no real uh, soup storyline. Uh, I, I keep saying, it. you know, there, there's no go-to soup uh, storyline outside of John Byrne Man of Steel, and. I watched this movie, 
and it's like I realized that Wonder Woman is the greatest creation, the greatest IP, like the greatest comic book character ever created. It's the only character that has as much social commentary. Um, you know, like a lot of people say, like Superman kind of has it because you know him being like an immigrant. That's that's there and that is there in the the original. But you know the original scripture, we'll call it. But Wonder Woman has this positioning that is just completely fascinating because it's not just empowering women and feminism. It is uh, sexual lust and sexual desire, um, exploring who we are, embracing the unknown, um, and you know, let that channel through us. And along the way, it is empowerment. It is strength. Um, you know, like, no one ever knew what to do with the character. Like, it, which is absolutely amazing. Which is why, like, the character in the comics never uh, chugged along. Never had, like, a run because they always messed around with her. Uh, like, really, like, the uh, Wonder Woman as many lows as, like, any other uh, B or C or D level character. She was never really treated uh, as an A-lister. There was no real gospel around one woman, even to this day, which is why um, Steve Trevor, her love interest in Chris Pine, you know, like to where that revelation was that Chris Pine's the one that added to the mythology and locked in a love interest for one woman. It really wasn't there. They killed that character off. I think it was Wonder Woman issue 140 that came out in 19, I want to say 1967, just going off the top of my head here. And so, like, I had this, like, the, the slow burn because Wonder Woman was created with, like, intent. And I, I know this movie, a lot of it might be conjuncture. Some of this movie could be off. Some of this movie could be exaggerated. I know there's a book that kind of details more of this, but Professor Marston, okay, the real-life person, uh, had similar struggles, okay, with or without this movie exaggerating, but he himself was ostracized, 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 I can't even say it. I feel like every episode I'm, like, fumbling some word. But he was cast out, like, Harvard professor, him and his wife, wanted to live a lifestyle, and they just couldn't. Society didn't allow it. But along the way, he felt like he could uh, educate people with a character. And like I said, like there's so much of him in Wonder Woman. And it really, really makes me curious about like everything, original text, original scripture. I know he was heavy-handed, too, in the, the newspaper comic strip for Wonder Woman. Yeah, and the circulation back during those days was just, like, insane. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not Batman. It's not Spider-Man. It's not, uh, you know, Superman. It's Wonder Woman because no other character was created for social change while its creator itself was going through a similar transformation, similar metamorphosis. And Wonder Woman is about sexuality. Like, she is connected to bondage. She is connected to the female freeing herself from the uh, societal constraints. And like, and that's probably why 
the character just keeps evolving and shifting and not really becoming concrete because like these concepts that were put into Wonder Woman are still to this day like abstract and dynamic. You can still do, you can do what they did in the Wonder Woman 2009 animated movie that I really like all of you should watch it. But you go heavy on like the God stuff and you can kind of pull away from some of the social commentary because you're going heavy with like a God, like a Greek mythology level storytelling. The George Perez Wonder Woman run, I will always look towards that run as what I think the template should be. But this movie, okay, it's fascinating to me that the, the movie itself is really not regarded. It's not well known. It's it's under the radar. And it really shifted the way how I look at the character and the creator uh, himself. I mean, like, growing up in the, like around comic shops, it was always like part of the mythology of Wonder Woman that the guy that created the lie detector created Wonder Woman. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it's like, oh, Wonder Woman was like kind of like a symbol for um, you know, like S&M at one time. You're like, okay, that, that makes sense. Like every comic book female was during that time. Like look at the pulp covers. Like, okay, not a big deal. But no, knowing that how truthful and real it was and that the character and the work, the writing he was doing was just an outlet. And But he was doing it also with this long view. And, you know, like just him he died tragically of cancer. I think it was 53 years old and he couldn't complete his life and he couldn't even make some of his loved ones or like the, the multiple women he was in love with. He couldn't really close it. He couldn't close that circle because like, you know, like the, the world was robbed of him. I, I believe that he would have had uh, a, a true renaissance because the guy also like a self-help author he was very interested in people becoming more self-aware more independent uh more confidence the he wrote about this stuff and he just wasn't a guy willy-nilly creating characters and it's uh, this movie proves that we have to create and we have to make these things significant and real period like that's it now, along the way, this movie goes very hard with the sexuality. It goes hard with his threesome lifestyle or like the triple marriage. It doesn't back away from it. Uh, everyone in this movie is great and they're there. And this movie has all of these like tropes, psycho um, psychological or psychiatrist movie tropes, uh, like school professor movie tropes, creation movie tropes. They're all there. But at the same time, it's like, let them be there so we can absorb more of what's happening because we do need things that are familiar to kind of walk us along that line. Uh, you know, Beautiful Mind. I mean, this movie structurally uh, and trope-wise is no different than Beautiful Mind. And Beautiful Mind won Best Picture. Like, okay. <laughs> like, let's, you know, like we can kind of maybe look at these things a little differently. Yeah, and you might be like, Pete, what the hell are you talking about? Look, movies that break these tropes in similar environments and atmospheres and you know like would be like dead poets society completely shatters um those psychiatrist types tropes i realize robin williams is not a psychiatrist in that movie but um he does act towards those children in that way but everyone professor 
Marston and the Wonder Woman 2017 is the movie for you to watch. Watch this, then watch all the other Wonder Woman stuff I've been gabbing about. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're doing like, we're going to maybe do like a double drop. Tomorrow, we're doing Harley Quinn, uh, you know, the, the fabulous emancipation of one. Wait, hold up. Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. We're doing the uh, the Birds of Prey movie, or Harley Quinn, as they uh, renamed it. And then we're going to do Harley Quinn, the animated series, uh, which really shook me up and, and blew me away in a very high level. So we're not done with DC. Now, after Harley Quinn, we're going to be doing the, the uh, Deathstroke Terminator, because I still call him Terminator, animated movie. And we might do another one or two. I'm kind of debating uh, some of it because... It's, I don't know, like, it's hard for me to sit down and, 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 and rake something through the coals, uh, but there's, there's been a couple of things I just, maybe I'll do, like, a collected episode of some of the animated movies I'm just not happy with, uh, for different reasons, but everyone, catch this movie, it's on Hulu, do yourself a favor, and, and, and embrace, embrace the idea that there's uh, bigger ideas out there that you may not be able to grasp. Because that's really the point of this movie. I love you, I, and it's a pleasure bringing this movie to you. Rock and roll, and goodbye.